Hey, this is Keith Price, and I am so glad that you have become a part of the Keith Price's Curtain Call family. It is really great that you guys are enjoying it, and I really, really feel like I want to give you guys more and do more for you. And the only way that I can do more is if I can get a little bit of help from you. So what I would like to ask of you is that you check out, if you're listening to the podcast, to the Patreon page that I have started in which I'm asking that if you have an extra buck or two that you could throw over to the side once a month, I would be very appreciative. As time goes on and the more support that I can get and the more energy that I can create, behind this, it will give me the opportunity to reach more people. And the more people that love theater in the world makes the world a better place. So www.patreon.com slash Keith Price Curtain Call. Help a brother out. Come on now. Help a brother out. Thanks a lot. You are listening to Keith Price's Curtain Call. This is Keith Price, and we are back for another episode of Keith Price's Curtain Call, and I get all of these fabulous opportunities, and every chance that I get, I try to share, and it's fun because every now and then, you do these gigs, and you come out, and you talk to these fabulous people that are doing all kinds of fabulous things, and you run into someone that you have had the chance to talk to on several occasions, like one of our guests today, and at the same time, you get to meet people that you've read about, seen, talked to, you know, in my head, we've all had several conversations already, um, and they're all doing something fun and fabulous and new. Again, every chance that you get to be where the art starts, this is the opportunity to do it, to see new shows. This is uh, an experience that I enjoy because this is the time to get to see things at the very beginning when they're just basically uh, uh, a kernel, I guess, of a show, the page to the stage moment. And I think this is really kind of fun because Philip Jeffrey Bond, or Phil Jeffrey Bond, has a brand new adaptation is it, I guess, of so, some sorts of a new show that they're workshopping in the Broadway-bound theater festival here in New York. The dates that this show will be running will be August 10th, 12th, and 14th. They're all cueing me from the side, which I love, so you can't see. This is a good thing. And, you know, sometimes I get lucky enough to have a conversation with one Tony winner. Other days, it seems to be two Tony winners. And then for funsies, we've got two Tony winners and a Tony nominee. And they're all doing something very new. I'm so glad I have Miss Alice Ripley. Some of you may remember from our previous conversations we talked about with um, the last show that she did on Broadway, the killing movie, the murder movie, sad thing. Oh my gosh, it's American Psycho went right out of my head on the turntable, I remember. Um, and, you know, of course, the Broadway fans, you might remember a little something, something she did back in the day. You know, we we don't like to live in the past. We like to move forward next to normal. But um, this is really great, and the wonderful Daisy Egan, who I've never yet met, but I have seen do tons and tons of things, and the fabulous, fierce, in just a short amount of time, body, which I'm living for. 
Sharon McKnight is here, ladies. How are you, first of all? This is really great. We'll just, we'll just pass in the mic around. I, I was just going to sing, Keith Fries is Curtin Gall. Um, um, I'm just going to sing you a little note. No, I'm, I'm happy to see you again. I like your, your blue plaid shirt that looks good on you. I like that color. Good to see Daisy. It's been a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is really great. So for you, yes. Miss Daisy, mm-hmm. this, this, this is, I think this is a really great time because I know that there are a lot of people that love seeing you on the stage and miss you being on the stage. Give or take. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, they've, they've been around. So for all of you, Ms. Sharon, as well, um, for all of you, what is it like to be at the beginning of something like this? This is a whole new experience. I mean, you know, you've workshops, you've done things before, but what does it feel like to finally get this up on a stage, Sharon? It's nice to do a play where you don't have to sing all the time, you know? A little change of pace, because I have a nightclub act, too, so I sing all the time. And so a play, and and being a playwright myself, having written many children's plays, and then, of course, the off-Broadway thing that I did about Sophie Tucker, uh, you know, it's nice to work and see in the beginnings of the creative process, so to speak, you know. (laughs) What about you, Alice? I mean, this is is a good time. I love when you come on stage anytime you get the opportunity to do it. It's always fun. But what is it like to kind of come back for another new piece? Um, Honestly, I, I... Serendipity plays a big part in my life, and that's kind of how this piece came to me, and, and it, it stayed in my interest because it's a play, and it's new, and those two things are like major, major factors like makes, that makes me interested in something. And it's also funny, and it's, it's really good, too. It's heartbreaking and, yeah, sweet. Well, I, I like that. And for you, Daisy, it's like... Um you know, most of us, like I said, well, you, you, we all, I know you all from music. And it's like you're stepping into doing a play. What's it like for you? Because I think, one of the, well, the dead. But, I mean, you know, that was, that's a big, that's a go way back fierceness. But just like in, in terms of like a, something contemporary and fun, what's it like to just step into just a character without having to sing? Uh, I love doing straight plays, <laughs> <laughs> frankly. Um, I did quite a few of them when I lived in Los Angeles, uh, and they were some of my, my most favorite theater experiences, and I'm um, slated to, to do something coming up that I can't really talk about yet, uh, but that is also a play. I, I really do love doing straight plays, and I like to be a part of the, you know, the creative process and the beginnings. Um, I think it's an important place to, uh, to be at at the beginning and to help um, writers develop their pieces, I think, is an important part of what we do. Well, I mean, at this point now, we're talking about the, the, the soon to come to Broadway, I love it, Broadway Bound, the um, piece Small Town Confessions. And it's fun because you were all playing people from the South, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Being from Texas, I am sure that I will know at least one, if not all, of these characters that you're going to be bringing to life on this stage because I have seen them all. Right. Yes, ma'am. This is not Texas. This is Louisiana. Oh, oh excuse oh, me, Louisiana. There is a difference. Yes, ma'am. But for the average New Yorker, they're not going to know. <laughs> it all sounds the same, you know. It's like Quebecois in regular French. Nobody knows the difference when you're from wherever you're from. No, but this is really great. So tell me about your characters. Let me start with you, Michelle. 
Well, I happen to run the town of Anatola Parish. I'm, I'm the, the matron, uh, and my husband and I have a beautiful lodge. He's a doctor here, here in town. He fixes everybody's prostate, quite frankly. So he's very, very popular, and so am I. And uh, so I destroy a lot of people in the town. I'm kind of the villain there. I, I don't know about the rest of the people because they really don't matter to me no more. <laughs> this, okay, so we're starting off with... This kind of scandal, I'm, I'm not mad at this. Well, how about you, Alice? <laughs> I played Juliet Monsignor, and the na- very dramatic. Um, that name just sounds like a forest fire to me. Uh, I've decided to turn my back on uh, goodness and just go for uh, fun. I'm the bride of the Prince of Darkness. That's Juliet. Oh. Okay, well, Daisy, girl, <laughs> these are just these two. Where are you? Uh, I play Shelly Cooper. Uh, I'm the only one who's made it out of the town. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I made it back in. Uh, but but, but I'll, I'll remedy that. Um, I, I worked at Walt Disney World Resorts. Um, I was a very big star. Um, I may have got a little big for my britches, um, and I'm back now, but not for long. So this is actually, I like this. This is small town scandal with a little bit of what Peyton Place and things like that thrown on top of it. Is, is that, I mean, this is the beautiful part because when you are getting the chance to, to start off with something new like this, like for someone like me, it's like you can only speculate what kind of brilliance is going to be happening with Mr. Bond. Um, as you know, actresses that are known for your work in musicals, do you, as we said before, you like doing this, like Daisy says, like doing the, these plays. Um, is the approach that you get to, to, you know, bringing a character to life, you know, with song and acting, is it, is it um, better for you some, in some cases to just be able to focus on just the character and not have to continually worry about singing? Mm-hmm. Uh, I find it easier to sing because things rhyme, and when things don't follow necessarily in an order in dialogue, it's very difficult to memorize those things. But when they rhyme, you know, moon, June, croon, it's a lot easier to learn the lines. Uh, And things are different on a page, being a writer myself, being on the page and then having them be spoken orally. Uh, There's a whole lot of difference between telling a joke and reading a joke, and that's, that's what you have to kind of overcome. It's hard for playwrights to understand that. A lot of them aren't actors, so. That's you know what I find that really fascinating that it you find it it's much easier because of the rhyming aspects. Um, I guess then learning Shakespeare would be easier by that definition then maybe. Probably so. And now that I think of it, uh, no one ever no one ever cast me in Shakespeare. That's for sure because my diction wasn't that good. You know what I mean? I do impressions in Betty Davis just to not do Shakespeare. So. Well, what is it that you guys are looking forward to with this, this piece right now? What are you hoping that people, you know, I, I, I love the fact that you guys are in New York City all at the same time doing stuff, which is, a, for theater lovers who get to be in a place like New York City, that's just really great to learn. You can open up the paper and see any three of you doing something. And this is really great. And to find you guys together and to find you guys doing a, 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 a collaborative piece like this is a treat. But for you, Alice, it's like, you're 
this is a, a nice time for you to come and root yourself because I know you've had some energy with movies earlier this this year. Last year, this year, you were you were, had like a movie that you were working circuits and doing things with, and it's like, is it nice to just just do a play? <laughs> well, last year, I, at the end of um, 2016, I looked back and I was amazed because I was like, wow, I, I, that was the year I was kind of always hoping to get to. Because yeah. I, I did a Broadway show, I wrote a cabaret show with Emily, and we recorded it. The movie I did was starting to get awards, and then I did a Netflix show, and it's concerts, I taught. It was like, the only thing missing was a play. So, I mean, I'm always looking for, for plays. I'm always looking for raw material. And, and a team that says, we want you to be a part of this. We see you in this role. I mean, that's all you really want. All I really am looking for are those things. And so when this project came up, it, it, it fit right in with that. And I feel um, like there's music. Like in the, in the monologue, it's musical. There, there's rhythm. They're, they're almost, you can almost, I can almost see the bars in the monologue, you know, like musical bars, how to phrase something. And you like I dice it up and then kind of like look at it a different way and dice it up again. To me, it's not like it's necessarily easier to do a play, but kinda, kinda, because when you do a musical, you do this these steps too, and then you keep going. You go beyond unlocking the script and getting to the base, you know, the actions and the beats and stuff. Yes, but then you then you have to learn as a musical form. So like. Learning a play for me is kind of like halfway to learning the musical. So in a way, it does kind of feel, quote, unquote, easier, the workload as far as digesting the process. I don't mean to get to whatever. No, I, but I that, that. that there, and, and then, you know, also what Sharon said, too, that, that I think that the meaning of something like something that rhymes might be up for interpretation, but actually memorizing the words of a Shakespeare monologue is easier it's easier when it's written well. That's yeah. what I find. Yeah. When it's written well, and, and same with like song lyrics. I'm not going to name any, but there are some songs <laughs> in my head right now that are like really, really well known, and the lyrics just don't help. Like none of us have ever actually. We'll talk about it afterwards, and we'll all agree. Like yes, I've never been able to memorize that song either. And you know why? We know you got to ask yourself. So, the, and I'm finding that this. I don't know about you, ladies, but I, this is coming pretty easily, and that always makes me think that it is well written. And it makes sense. I love it. And this is a comedy, too. So this requires a different muscle than doing drama or p preparing. How are, how are you, Daisy, preparing for this for, as, as a comedy? Because, I mean, you know, musical comedy, yes. Musical, yes. But comedy, because comic timing is very important, especially if there ain't no music. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. um, well, I, I do comedy, and I write comedy. Um, I have a comedy show that I do live. Um, it's actually one of my strengths, so um, I enjoy it, though I tend to be funnier with my own material than with others, but I'm getting there. Um, <laughs> this, this particular piece is uh, not exactly in my comfort zone character-wise. I'm sort of stepping out of my comfort zone, so it's been a challenge, but it's been fun to wrap my brain around it. Um, and, and like finding the musicality in it has been helpful in getting it into my body as well. And you, as a veteran of writing and being funny, like everything I've seen of you is generally very funny. So stepping into something like this is like a, a good pair of shoes, yes, for you? 
In many ways, uh, but to look at the structure of a joke, because I build jokes, and this has a dialect going on in it, and the dialect, there's a lot of inversion of words. Instead of, I sure could use some of this, mm -hmm. it's, I could sure use some of this. And that's hard because I don't talk that way, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of vernacular going on that I, especially being the, uh, I start very, very uh, staid and perfect, and then I keep drinking after every monologue and during the monologue, and so I get drunker and drunker, and so I've had to learn three people, really. <laughs> the the lady who's the matron of the uh, the entire town, and then mm -hmm. the one that's kind of happy-go-lucky, and then the one that's really kind of, well, she's drunk, and she says a lot of nasty words, nasty, nasty words. <laughs> Y'all, small-town confessions. Again, I live for scandalous Southern drama, but that's basically where I come from. So, you know, I, I will expect nothing less than good scandal. Um, but at this point now, it's like this is, this is a very interesting time. Like I always find, like especially because I know that, at least I know from the things that I've always seen Alice post when you get very charged about things in the world. And Ms. Daisy, I know you are a huge activist on several different levels for several different issues, which are very, very good for you to do. I mean, you know, being part of the family in the zone. And I, I always wonder for you as artists, how difficult is it, especially in this political time, to still find, A, any kind of joy to get up and perform, and B, to, to put your energies in a comedy right now? Do you, is it... It's... It's, it's um, more, more important now. It's like therapy. Um, in some ways, it's like the only thing sometimes that keeps me going. I mean, I'm as as our team knows, <laughs> I'm really going through it right now personally, and so this is like a, a respite. You know, this is life will always keep on going. Life doesn't stop just because you got a gig that you have to focus on. Um, so it's a nice way to sort of put energies that you don't know where else they should go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it is. It's. It is. It's a very charged time. Do you think that um, that, like you said, it's it's a part of Daisy about um, having this place as a respite to go? But for you guys, is it the same for you as well? Uh, to me, because I've been performing for long, long time, uh, it's not about me. It's about them out there, and it's my job to entertain them or make them enjoy life much more. I've had, every time I think I want to quit, somebody will send me an email or come up to me out in the middle of nowhere and say, buh, 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 bacon. So they've seen me sing the, sing the bacon song. So they think that's, you know, I've done something to help them get through whatever they have had to go through. And they've had a good time and enjoyed themselves. And so they thank me for all the entertainment that I've given them for the last 37 years. So. Well, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Um, I don't know if this is really popular, but um, I don't really care. Um, I don't subscribe to any climate, any current climate. Um, I think that to resist something means that, well, it's a fact that what you resist persists, so you decide. Do you want this to stay around or do you want it to go away? Think about it. I mean, I tell my students this the hashtag resists. So if you're talking about the climate, I mean, 
ever since I was a kid, you know, I grew, I think that the reason why we become artists is because there's some, you know, there's a, our hearts torn in half and we spend the rest of our lives trying to piece it back together and bring people together and heal ourselves and other people. So like, to me, this is the best time to be an artist. I mean, it's a climate that I've never been around in my life. Um, and I'll tell my students, I feel like it's my job. I mean, I'm, I don't, I have 10 brothers and sisters. I don't talk about politics or religion because we want to stay friends. <laughs> but I tell the students, look, I don't, I'm not going to tell you negative things. I'm not going to, but it's my job right now to stand up in front of them and say, the current administration is trying to um, eliminate your future jobs, kids, at the Southeastern Theater Conference. So I'm irresponsible if I don't at least say that. But then the only other thing I say is, and we have value. We have so much value that we're taking for granted. So, you know, I just, I think it's a good time to get fired up about how everybody secretly wishes that they were creative. And we actually are. So, you know, this is, this is the kind, I mean, to me, this is, this is the time when, when like the best art starts, starts to come together and then you see it a few years later. I love that. I, I, I really do love that, that, that you don't forget that piece as performers and as artists because, you know, it's, it is a very challenging time to be an artist right now, to be a working artist especially, and be a thriving working artist. It is, it's a lot. So it's wonderful because it's something like a small town confession you know, this is the, the, the Broadway-bound theater festival. This is the opportunity for um, new work to emerge. This is an opportunity for uh, artists to do what they do well and do very well, it's, you know, and, and hopefully bring attention to some fun because I, I can already look at you, Sharon. I know you're fun. I, I don't even know what your dialogue is, girl, but I can already feel myself turning, and I have a very distinctive laugh. <laughs> exactly. Where's the part? Because I know you got one going on where, you know, so you will hear me, you know, in the back laughing and trying to cover up my laugh because I, I have a very distinctive you laugh. laugh. I have a Texas. I'm just loud. I'm just loud, girl. I'm a loud old queen. Anyway, so at this point, though, this is the opportunity that if you are in the New York area on August 10th, 12th and 14th. You can check out Small Town Confessions. You can come and see new work at the Broadway Bound Theater Festival in general so that you can see things before people start talking about them because that's usually the way it works. And Small Town Confessions, I, I do believe sounds like it's going to be something that's going to have a little essence that will carry over for folks. Well, Am I wrong? The of the, this is the inaugural year of the Broadway Bound Film I think, Theater Fest, I think. So this is Virgin Birth. Come by and see some virgins. <laughs> Right. And we never, we, you know, you ain't gonna hear that coming out of nobody's mouth, at least into this room with me. I can't, you know, I can only speak for me, you know, anyways. But this has been fabulous. Thank you, ladies, so much. It's Alice Ripley, Daisy Egan, Sharon McKnight. This has really been fun for me. And I'm glad that you guys are tuning in and checking this stuff out because, again, there's some legends just sitting around, you know. <laughs> Doing a little something, something, doing something new. We're just gonna do a play. We don't, I don't feel like singing right now. We're gonna do a play, but this is the opportunity to see them do what, what we know them to do, which is turn it out on the stage. So, thank you, ladies, and we'll be back. For more podcasts, go to Keith Price's Curtain Call on iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Google Play. <laughs>